My name is Ali. I'm a doctor turned YouTuber. I'm Taymor. I'm a data scientist turned startup founder. We're two brothers living in London, and you're listening to Not Overthinking, the weekly podcast where we talk about life, happiness, and the human condition. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Not Overthinking. Taymor, how are you doing today? We're on a we're on a roll with consistency here, aren't we? We really are. We're smashing it. Um, I'm doing okay. I had a had a gym sesh with the trainer this morning. Oh, Takes me too. Me like half an hour, forty minutes to recover from like feeling sick after one of these sessions um i think i'm just about recovered now um so that, that was what i did this morning and then yesterday i went to the dentist and got half of my tooth replaced so if you look at my teeth this oh. one so for the people uh, that listen to this on podcast you're you, you're missing out yep you're missing out on some t- teeth action some teeth picks uh this half of this t- tooth is fake and the last fake bit which i got like 12 years ago had like gotten misshapen discolored etc etc and so he's replaced it and a slightly better fake bit oh nice and so how do you how do you feel that you have a, a new smile um yeah i think it's definitely an improvement I, I i wish i'd done it before because i i think i was just putting putting it off because of the perceived faff of like i don't know how to go to a dentist like i probably have to f- sit on the phone for ages we have to like do like five meetings with him before anything actually gets done but it was so smooth yeah it was unbelievable nice and you still don't know how much it cost. I think they're going to send me the bill. <laughs> so they did the thing. And when you asked how much does no, it cost? No, he told me. Like, he, t- he did tell worry me. About it. Last, last week when I went in for the general checkup, he did tell me. Um, yeah, it seemed reasonable. But yeah, it was just like very easy. Very, very nice experience. Good UX. Oh, fair play. Was it a private dentist or NHS? No, private. Solid. Yeah, I find that generally when you go private, the UX is, is pretty solid. Yeah, very nice UX. Yeah. Anyway, that's me. What's um, what's going on with you? Um, had a gym sesh this morning with the personal trainer, Dean. So that was from 8.30 till 9.30. And then very conveniently at 9.40, a chap arrived to do a kind of tie, mobile tire replacement on my car. Because um, the tire got bust when I was driving on the motorway, like last week. Mm. And then I had to get a recovery towed vehicle back to London. Although... Whoa. This thing, the, these people, like 24 hours, seven days a week, within 60 minutes, they'll replace a tire for you. Although I think I was outside of the radius, but that's in, that's in London. So that was that was sick UX. It was like, oh, well. you, pay, you pay 300 quid for the tire, 60 quid for the call out. The guy was in and out, 10 minutes, tire was replaced, hunky-dory. Wow. Um, yeah. Super amazing UX. I, I thought replacing a tire was going to be a faff of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could figure out a way to go to QuickFit or something like that mm-hmm. with a mud tire. But yeah. apparently, you know, when the free market reigns, then you know, people <laughs> people come up with all sorts of innovations. I think people probably like overestimate the the faff involved in lots of different things. Mm. I feel like I put off lots of things because I think it's going to be faff. I think I mentioned a few a few weeks ago on the pod that I'd always put off emptying the dishwasher because in my head it's like a ten minute job. When actually I timed myself, it's literally a two minute job. And like I feel like interacting with any kind of health service. I mean, to be fair, it is actually a massive faff. Like, I remember at university when I had to, like, see a GP because my hay fever was really bad. Like, that was genuinely, like, the biggest faff of my life. If, like, if you actually want to see them in a reasonable time frame, you have to call up at, like, 8 a.m. when every... <laughs> Let me read... I'll read a tweet about this. This is a very funny tweet about this This calling up. I, I think there's a big difference between the faffery involved with state stuff versus private stuff and in fairness like yeah. some state stuff is very good like for example the government's like kind of vaccination infrastructure and stuff is actually sick where you can just book an appointment with zero faff online but 
in areas of healthcare in particular that have not had that sort of thing, the yeah. uh, sort of revamp for the 21st century. It has a massive faff trying to get anything done. Had you seen a private GP, it would have been a lot, a lot more, a lot more, a lot less faff rather. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure it would. Oh, thank you so much, Lucia. Lucia has just very kindly made me a, a lovely cup of coffee in this little Harry Potter mug. Lucia, you're the best. All right, screw it. I'm not going to find the tweet. Not going to find the tweet. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I wonder what other areas of life there are gains to be had, but the perceived faffery of said gains stops one from actually making gains in the first place. I, I think, like, right now, me, there's a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot of perceived faff for me to like find a carpenter to like sort out my blinds and do random stuff like that. Yeah. Like, mate, freaking go on hobbies and just book a book a calendar with them. They'll hobbies. come over. Yeah, you can literally book it on, on a calendar link. You can like book when you want them to come over and sort the blinds out. What? And the the guy will be legit. No, not Harvey's Hillary's. Harvey's is water softener. Yeah, the other guy's legit. Like, yeah, hmm. it's just so it's such great UX. I got a, a consultation from them when I moved into the flat in Cambridge like three years ago, and it was sick. Yeah. The guy rocked up. He had a proper like measuring stick, uh, <laughs> you know, because they have like what I, a they, pro. They, like they they actually do have special measuring sticks when it comes to blinds. It's not just like a ruler. It's like a block, and the block is like extensible, and so they hmm. place the block in the thing, and then they right. place it. And like squeeze it a bit and then they lock like it. Like some tape. kind of like some kind of tape, like a measuring tape. No, it's a measuring block. <laughs> and then they take it off and they're like, all right, cool, the blind needs to be this amount. And you know it's legit because it's not like some crappy tape sort of swaying in the wind. Well, the, the other thing is that I, my my perception is that it's gonna take multiple sessions. I'm gonna have to call him out once. He's gonna measure it and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's, it's zero faff. You just call him out once, he measures the things, he gives you a quote there and then, he, sh he shows you some material. And then you arrange a time for it to be fitted. Yeah, but maybe it's not so mate, bad. Just like right now, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> it will take Obvious. you about 30 seconds. Hillary's blinds. All right, I'll do it after the pod. Yeah, just make sure it's on the day that you're in St. Albans. So, okay. So Faffery is stopping you from some sorting out carpentry type stuff. What else? What else feels like Faff? I think for me, it's like, um, I remember I put off getting Invisaligns for absolutely ages. Right. And Mimi would always be saying, you know, sort your teeth out. And I'd always be like, oh, it's just Faff. Yeah. And then this guy called Dr. Francis messaged me on Instagram like four years ago when my YouTube channel first started to take off a little bit, um, being like, hey, I'm an orthodontist and I noticed that you have potential teeth problems. Would you like mm. some free Invisalign? And I actually had a consultation with him, but it just seemed like a lot of faff because it was like, oh, you, you can't like drink coffee and stuff with, with the retainers in, you have to take them out. And I was like, I'm going to be starting my job as a junior doctor and I'm going to be needing all this coffee. And therefore, I couldn't possibly kind of have these retainers because that would be so much faff and yeah. two years later when i left medicine for a bit of a break during pandemic i was like okay like it's pandemic lockdowns are for the foreseeable future let's just try this invisalign thing out and yeah 18 months later the invisaligns are off my teeth are straight and nice in a way i sort of wish i'd done it earlier because i mean there was no need to delay it um because it wasn't actually that much faff having the invisaligns and it's yeah. one of those things that i knew i would be glad for two years from now mm. Similar to kind of taking finasteride for the hair loss, where yeah. you know the results are going to come in sort of six to 18 months' time, yeah. and therefore it just stops you from doing the thing, knowing that it's not an immediate payoff. Apparently, yeah, faff sure is, not a, is a very British phrase. I've, I've, I've used it with a few American friends, and they don't really get what I... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I encountered this recently. A lot of faff. A lot of faff, mate. I guess you'd say, like, ha hassle or something. Yeah. A ball ache <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> anyway that's uh some of the faffs in my life right now i have a faff in my life in that i'm sitting on about 800 pounds worth of trousers that i ordered like various sizes for that i need to return 
in the next like yeah. 100 days but because i've got 200 days to return them it's like <laughs> it feels like too much faff to just walk over to the post office and and return them yeah i think that's how they get you they're always like yeah free returns hassle free return yeah 200 <laughs> days you know what why don't yeah. you just buy eight eight different sizes because then you'll find the perfect size for you yeah and then they're all piled in a box in my bedroom being like one of these days <laughs> i'm gonna go over to the post office <laughs> and drop these off once mm. i printed off the returns label <laughs> Yeah, I think the issue, I think part of the issue is like viewing stuff like going to the post office, like as a chore. Whereas like if you had a free Saturday or something, and let's say you lived in like a village or something, you know, you'd walk into the village, there'd be the post office, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, right? Like you'd do your post office thing. You'd like see like other community members, you know, in, in pre-modern times, I don't think <laughs> they were encumbered with this concept of faff in the same way. Yeah. It is a bit of a first world problem, TBH. Yeah. Cause like going to the post office could be a nice thing. Hmm. Go there. You see the, you see the person at the counter, you have a bit of chit chat. Yeah. You like get a coffee. What, how, yeah. How do you view little menial oh, things man. like that? I had, I Cause had... like you can also just like listen to your podcast on the way there. True. Yeah. It's mostly just around. I think it's like anything where, you know, this is the stuff that I'm I'm writing about in the book. There's basically, if if we're finding ourselves procrastinating from something, i.e. not doing something that we know we should do, then there's usually three blockers. And it's one of the three blockers. The th and those three blockers are obscurity, anxiety, and inertia. Now, the... Oh, hello, Evie. The uh, obscurity blocker is basically... I kind of know I need to do the thing, but I don't know specifically what the steps are. And I need to sit down and figure out what the steps are before I can do the thing. Yeah, yeah. Anxiety, I don't think is, I really have an issue with the post office. And inertia is just like, okay, now I just need to do the thing. I think with the, yeah. with the post office, it is actually the obscurity thing. Like I have not actually sat down and thought, okay, where is the nearest post office? Right. <laughs> Let yeah, me yeah. print off this freaking post office label thing at yeah. work where there is a printer. And yeah. those things individually will take about 30 seconds. But the fact that like, there's multiple chains along this, yeah, well, multiple yeah, yeah. links along this chain. And I have some level of that, you know, they're shrouded in obscurity because I haven't yet sat down and, and done the thing for 30 seconds means that yep. the perceived faffery of going to the post office seems a lot higher than it actually is. Yeah, I think anything involving printing is a lost cause. I think I've talked about this in the pod as well. I think I've probably tweeted about it as well. Yeah, it's not a problem they had in pre-modern times. <laughs> exactly mate yeah. <laughs> we need to go back to tradition. yeah one of the curses of modernity is the existence yeah. of printing. bloody printing press mate <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i do think like like in saint albans for example if i need to there was a time where i had a routine where like on wednesday i'd like go i'd like minimize my meetings my like calls and stuff and i'd work in the town center in mm. like the waterstones cafe yeah and like if i had other little things to do like go to the post office or like go to the bank or whatever like it's all there in the town center the pre-modern town center st albans is an old town um it's all there and like it was nice like on a wednesday got got a little bag go into go into town as a concept like have my little breakfast, do some work, pop out to the post office for lunch. You know, like it's a whole, it's a vibe. Yeah. I wonder if this could be a good strat. Like in a way, setting aside one day a week as like your pre-modern day. <laughs> yeah. Of like, yeah, go to town and do do the errands, speak to the baker, get a fresh loaf of bread, um, yeah. do some ironing, you know, that kind of thing. Nah. 
No, you're not about that. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's like perceiving something as being being a chore that I should yeah, exactly. do, and but but I have to do it means that in a way it takes agency away from us. Whereas, I mean, with the post office thing, I could just think, you know what, I've got an hour after this podcast of broadly free time. Why don't I actually just take a little trip down the post office, get a coffee on the way, kind of actually explore the local area, that kind of vibe. Yeah, I think I think part of the issue for me is like the mind virus of like, uh, I should like I should be working instead, <laughs> kind of thing, you know? Yeah, and I think like you can always have that feeling, and so anything that seems like oh, like popping out for an hour just like in the afternoon, like I shouldn't do that, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of the issue for me as well. I think now that I'm, we're in crunch time with the book, it feels like any amount of time I'm, I'm kind of falling behind on what I said I would have done. And then it's like any any spare time, I'm like, oh, I could be typing away right now. Yeah, usually I don't have the I should be working thing, but like in the last couple of weeks I have because I'm behind on book deadlines. I agree. Like in London, right? I don't really feel like there's any community hub that i'm part of you know yeah like there's no like there's no like oh let's go to the town center right like you look on the post office branch finder and there'll be a post office like every you know every few streets or something and so it all become like everything just becomes an atomized task of like go to the post office kind of mm. thing you know it doesn't like rather than why don't i go into the central business district where i know there will be a post office yeah exactly and then, like, yeah, do some other little things there and stuff like that. Yeah, I do think that is part of the issue. But yeah, none of these things need to seem like chores, right? Like, going to the post office, like, you can just listen to your audiobook or whatever. Like, that, no part of that needs to be, like, I mean, in theory, like, doing nothing and just walking around shouldn't be boring. But, like, even if you did find that boring, you don't have to do that. Like, you can go, you can, you, you don't even have to remove your AirPods at any point in the process. You just, like pause them while you're talking to the post office person mm. and then you're back listening to your your podcasts right yeah no i think i think in the post office example it's literally just you know the the blocker of obscurity of like i just need to sit down and figure out what these steps are where the nearest post office is and then once i've done that and then it'll be way easier to actually just get up and go at some point whereas right now it's like the planning and the doing feel like one one lump so it's yeah. like if i want to then go to the post office step one is to sit down and figure out where is said post office step two is to figure out what is the label that i need to print and make sure i have it printed and be like oh hang on i don't have a printer at home how do i print this label oh you know all the stuff associated with that yeah one of the questions that i like um from neil nanda's uh blog is uh the question of like just setting a five minute timer and asking yourself what am I currently procrastinating from? Uh, yeah, I think you mentioned this. Yeah, I did, I, did, I did that a couple of weeks ago and I just like made a, made a whole list of like, oh yeah, I'm procrastinating from all of these things. And great, some of these are things I, that I can do. Some of these are things I can hire an assistant for. Um, by the way, I'm in the process of hiring an assistant. So if anyone's based in London and wants to work with me slash for me full time as uh, an assistant to help me with that with everything in my life and the business, then I'll put a link in the show notes in the video description to the job application page. We're doing interviews uh, this week. It's an exciting what's time. The, what's the interview process? Basically, I look at the applications initially. I disqualify about 90% of them, which are trash. And the 10% of them that have put, made some kind of effort go through to the next stage. The next stage is Dan, my current assistant, interviewing them over Zoom. Um, and then okay. if, if he likes them and if he thinks that they're competent, then he'll book them in for a trial day with me where we'll just spend the day together and just see what working together is like. Yeah. 
that is the process right now. But we are actually what kind of stuff would they be doing? But oh, basically, like half the job is personal assistanty type things, and the other half of the job, probably more than half the job, is more like an idea slash innovation buddy. Um, yeah. The personal assistant stuff would be, you know, the usual replying to emails, make, keeping on top of like calendars and making sure we've got travel arrangements for places I need to be and all that kind of jazz. Yeah. Uh, and also kind of helping me <laughs> figure out where the, where the nearest post office is, kind of organizing holidays, that kind of thing. Uh, organizing dinners, the usual like assistant stuff, which is just completely game changing when you have the right assistant. Then the yeah. other half is because that's not a full-time job. I mean, I don't need someone 40 hours a week to basically run my life admin. The other half of the job I'm kind of thinking of as like an innovation and ideas buddy. So for example, like one of the benefits of having such a large team that we have now is that it means we can do a lot of things. Um, but it means it also means that doing stuff becomes a lot slower. And so if I have an idea for a course or an interesting like video or something, then people in the team, I, I can't, I can't just be like, Hey guys, let's make this course about X about, you know, how to the life changing magic of a personal assistant. Because it's like, we've got three other courses in the pipeline that are different stages of completion. Everyone is overworked. Et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So the idea behind the innovation ideas buddy is that they would just work directly with me, sit outside of the reporting structure of the business. And it means that if yeah. we, if I, or we have an idea for something, they can just whip it up like a version 0.1 very quickly within like yeah. a day or two. Bring it to life. Bring yeah. it to life. And then once we've kind of validated the idea, at that point, we give it to the rest of the team to be like, all right, cool. Guys, we've basically created this course. We just need to actually now film it properly and to make a landing page and, and stuff and stuff and stuff. We've already made the Notion yeah. page that has all the content on it for the landing page. Can you just go and like sort it out and make it look pretty and make it make a trailer and like do the market research yeah. and all of the other faffery associated with creating a course? So hopefully someone like that would, or, or for example, if I'm like, you know what, it'd be really cool to build our own mechanical keyboard. Hey, Johnny, can you go and look into what would it take to make our own mechanical keyboard? And Johnny would be like, all right, cool. And within like a couple of hours, he'd do the research and figure out that, okay, there's these three main manufacturers and we should contact all, the, all of them. Great, let's arrange calls with them, that kind of vibe. Yeah. Whereas with a team, it's like, oh, well, we already have these 18 projects and is the mechanical keyboard really worth it right now? And all of the, then the faffery associated with having a team comes into it. Hmm. So that's the assistant role. And what's not working with your current assistant? I think the fact that Dan is remote and based in Wales. Oh, he's remote. Means okay, that yeah, like, yeah. Like it's all it's all fine and done. Like Dan was the one who arranged the tire repair that I had earlier today, and Dan arranges a lot of stuff. But it's just that like the fact that it's remote means that we just move a lot slower than we could, especially on the ideas thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and another thing I want to do is actually just I've 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 got a long list in my head of people I want to cold email just to get on a podcast or just hop on a call or, or something like that. Now it's a lot of faff to me for me to sit down and write all these cold emails to all these people. But if I had an assistant, mm -hmm. it could be like, hey Johnny, I want to send a little cold email to David Sinclair, the author of Lifespan, who's got the Lifespan podcast. Can we basically say that I love his work? I'm re reading his book, I want to make a video about it. We'd love to have him on the pod. And then yeah. Johnny can write the email and just like show me his screen, being like, All right, I've written the email. What do you reckon? Does this sound legit? And I'd be like, yes, that's yeah. perfect. Thank you. Let's send. Whereas that with someone remote would end up being a whole song and dance of like. A yeah, yeah, dance. for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah, I think in person reduces the communication overhead significantly. Mm. For sure. Hmm. The other thing that we're doing now is um, we figured out yesterday. Is as we've been hiring more and more people. We are actually trying to hire some people outside of my core audience because we want people who are like really good at their thing who might be working at other companies and stuff. And one piece of feedback we got is that like, it doesn't seem like ours is a legit company. If you like Google Ali Abdal Limited on the internet, you come across my okay. website and you think like, wait, what? This is like a personal blog. Yeah. How is this a company? Why do I want to work for it? Um, so we were thinking yeah. like we, we actually need in a way a, a jobs 
page that has like a little video that talks about what it's like to work at Alibaba yeah, yeah, and yeah. like all all the things that you know. For example, Causal has on their jobs page, like why it's amazing, mm. photos of people, what the perks right. are, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then we were thinking that do we need to change the name of the company? But we couldn't think of a good name. Can you can you think of anything? What from Alibaba Limited? Yeah, to something that's less sort of personal brandy. But I thought that's the whole point. It is the whole point, but like now more than half the business or half the business does is, isn't really about the Ali Abdal brand. And I feel like in a way, if we, if we had a name, like a team name that was not my name, then in a way that like fosters more team cohesion and stuff and also makes it more, look more legit on people's CVs and also makes it more, look more legit to the outside world if people are applying. I don't know. I don't think so, man. Like you if you give it a name, no one's going to know the name. Like, how, like 3 million people know the Ali Abdal name. Like, no, no one knows whatever random company name you come up with, right? <laughs> so, for example, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Right? He's uh, he's does, been doing, like, angel investments for, for a bunch for a long time now. And his, like, investment firm slash vehicle is called A-Grade Investments. And, like, no one gives a shit that it's called A-Grade Investments. Whatever anyone describes, it's like, oh, Ashton Kutcher invested, not bloody A-Grade Investments yeah. invested. <laughs> like, no one cares okay. what this name is. <laughs> I think the name thing is like, <laughs> it's just a non-issue. Yeah, I mean, that was the conclusion we came to in the team meeting yesterday <laughs> after thinking about it. Like, would you rather say, would you rather say, I work for Tim Ferriss or I work for, <laughs> I don't know. TF Enterprises Prime Limited. Media Inc. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, in the end, we realized that all we need to do is just make a website, uh, aliabdaljobs.com, just like mrbeastjobs.com, which can be our kind of essentially our jobs board. And that has all yeah. of the stuff around, come work for us. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone who works at Mr. Beast wants to identify that as I work for Mr. Beast, not like whatever the random technical company name is. But in a way, Mr. Beast is also kind of a brand name. Yeah, which is what you are as well. Yeah, I think the name thing is a non-issue, dude. Okay, I think I, th I think the issue I have with it is, is the limited bit. Because it, that just sounds a bit like pedestrian. <laughs> they just don't put limited. Like here at Ali Abdal, we I don't, believe in. I don't say I. I don't say I work at Causal Inc. I just say Causal. Yeah, <laughs> like that, you don't need to be. Like, weird I, work, I work at Ali Abdal. <laughs> <laughs> does, how does how does that like that doesn't roll off the tongue? Whereas, to, for example, Tim Ferriss. You know, I work for Ali Abdal. Yeah, but that would be people that like know who I am, and especially people who are working on like the, you know, Team Gary V kind of side of the business. Wait, so you're saying that. Okay, for if if someone is not from the YouTube, you know, yeah. ecosystem, but they're good at what they do, you know, like making movies or writing or whatever, yeah. you want them to not feel alienated by the whole thing, correct? Yes. And having some generic company name is going to inspire them <laughs> more than like I I just think it's a non-issue, dude. I I think like you probably need to tailor your careers page so that people outside the YouTube ecosystem can actually understand what the hell this is. Yeah. But I I just don't think the name like okay but okay whatever okay, because for example tim ferris's thing is oh called God. tim ferris enterprises okay and that sounds cool because it's got, it's got enterprises rather than limited or am i just like, cool, dude. like dude it, uh, no one cares oh my god yeah this is just a complete non-issue okay fine so just, I'll like, you, yeah you want to you want to make it clear to outsiders that like this is a real job and stuff yeah and will be good for their career and things like that. Yeah. But that's not going to come from having some like schmoozy name like Ali Abdal Enterprises. Like that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff you used to come up with as a teenager. Oh, <laughs> you know, what was <laughs> some of your little names? Uh, it was Cold Logic Studios. Was my web design firm, right? Yeah, that's, that's a good name. 
Yeah, that was Exantium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. UIA Academy. Yeah, that, huh? UIA Academy. Yep, the UIA Academy. United <laughs> Intelligence Agency. <laughs> oh, those were the days. Yeah, but look, I don't think the name is the issue, dude. Okay, fine. Yeah, I'm glad we can we put that behind us. No, no, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. How do we say, for example, here at Ali Abdal Limited, these are our five core values? Yeah, just say that. Or like on the team, here are these are our. Like, like if it's Ali Abdullah Enterprise here at Ali Abdullah, that sounds like a made-up name from like some badly done sci-fi film. Welcome to Ali Abdullah Enterprises. Here at Ali Abdullah Enterprises, we believe in <laughs> honesty. Yeah, you know, like Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> the... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like yeah, it sounds like the bad guys' corporation for a video <laughs> <Yeah>. game. <laughs> Doctor Nefarious. Um, yeah. Okay, fine. So I could just refer to it as join. Join the Ali Abdal team or something like that. And then refer to it as the team rather than... Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yes. Fine. I'm sold. If anyone wants a job, aliabdaljobs.com will be up and running in the next couple of weeks. But in the meantime, it's aliabdal.workable.com. <laughs> <laughs> Workable. Nice. Not aliabdallimited.workable.com. Um, no. I made this hiring thing. Just a bit, just a bit rogue. Why? Because like, there's there's this like dim diminishing returns thing, right? Of like, the early people that you hire provide a lot of value because they're the early people you hire. But as your company gets bigger, then it's like each individual hire then adds less than the previous one broadly. Um, once the fires have been put out and the holes are filled. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, in a lot of cases, there's reason to believe that each... And the extra person actually reduces the overall work that gets done, not even just the work per, yeah. work per head. Yeah. There was a there was a little a good pod I was listening to a couple of days ago. I mean it wasn't a pod, it was an interview from some conference. Um with a chap called SBF. Um, oh, Sam Bankman Fried. Sam Bankman Fried, yeah. Oh. And yeah, his he, yeah, he had some interesting views on labor productivity. And, um, you know, so he, he runs a big kind of crypto exchange. I think they have something like 25 software engineers. Um, and the interviewer was kind of asking him, like, you know, one of the interesting things you guys seem to be doing is that, like, you have a very small team. Um, and, you know, Facebook maybe has, like, 20,000, 30,000 engineers. Yeah. Like, how many engineers do you think Facebook really needs? Um, and, like, how do you, yeah. But, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's from two weeks ago at some, like, finance conference. Um, yeah, because I guess the dilemma I'm I'm kind of having, and I'm not sure if you're having this, given the amount of funding you guys have in the bank, but it's like, you know, we're at a point where we've got like 20-ish people, and we know that there are things that we want done, that we want to do, with, like it would be great to hire, and you know, this assistant or this other video editor or this, this graphic designer, and individually, it seems like there is a case to be made for every hire that we hire, because obviously it's like, oh, you know, obviously our YouTuber Academy is doing really well, and we need two more people on it, because like customer support and stuff. Yeah. And then before you know it, you have a team of like 20, 25, 30 people, and it's kind of like we're sort of doing the same stuff that we were doing when there were like a handful of us. It's just that we're doing yeah. it. We're doing more of it. We're doing it at scale. We're doing it in a way that like makes, gives people good work-life balance rather than not. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know how to think about it. Yeah. I think it's easy to like, if there, if there's ever any like problem or something, it's easy to jump to the let's hire someone to do this solution and like it always, it always, you know, it'll seem well reasoned, right? 
Yes, I, I think this is a trap where like things can things can seem well reasoned when they're actually like really bad ideas. And so you know, if it's like, oh hey, like you know, we we want to do X, Y, and Z. Like you know, we don't have the time for this. We need to hire a person to like do this do this role. Um, so right now, at, like at Causal, you know, we don't have any official product managers, right? Um, it's something that various people in the company kind of do as part of their, their normal role. And like, you know, the way, the way we manage that, that side of things is definitely a bit painful. Um, like there's definitely stuff we should be doing better. And like, it, it, there's been many instances where it's kind of come up over the past few months of like, Oh, you know, like our product planning is like a bit messy and all of this kind of stuff. Like it would help if like someone's just focused on that. That's hire you know, we need a product manager to do this. And I've always been very reluctant because, you know, it sounds well-reasoned, um, but I think it's still wrong because we can actually just do a better job. <laughs> I, I think fundamentally, like the other option is, hmm, let's just do a better job and let's not have this extra layer of communication between everyone in the company, this extra sort of person. Like there are definitely like plenty of great instances where hiring someone is the right thing to do. But I think also <laughs> just doing a better job and prioritizing certain things over others and just like changing the way you operate is is like you know also the also the right solution from time to time mm -hmm. yeah in a way i think my philosophy on hiring has been like almost like taking a bet on it in the sense of this person costs would cost x amount this year to to have them for a year if if it was their basically full-time job to do this thing then would that thing return more than the value of their salary essentially and it's like usually the answer is like yeah, but i think that's a very low bar right yeah like I was like, oh, this person just, you know, and it also doesn't account for like the organizational overhead of having this extra yeah. person. Yeah, I think the organizational overhead is the bit that I just didn't really appreciate before. Yeah, I think it's a lot less like legible. And so it's hard to reason about it when arguing, discussing these sort mm -hmm. of things. But yeah, I think it's a real thing for sure. Anyway, we better start um, start wrapping things up. Maybe we'll read a little review. Oh, we have a recent review entitled Nice. Five-star review. Love the consistency from AKD official in Canada. So thank you for that. Um, looks like people appreciate that we're back, back on the consistent hype. Cool. Yep. Good stuff. All right. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. That's it for another episode of Not Overthinking. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to leave a review for us over at Apple Podcasts. That'll be linked in the video description or in the show notes. And we do often read reviews at the end of each episode if you'd like to hear yours read out. Also, in case you didn't know, we also have a YouTube channel where we post videos of the podcast. So if you'd like to see us, uh, and not just hear us, you can check us out on our YouTube channel. And feel free to connect with us over at Twitter. All of the various details, including the podcast Twitter account, and Overthinking, and our personal Twitter accounts, will be in the video description and in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.